Hi everyone, Grant K here for the Flame Premium Learning Channel. In the previous video, we introduced the fundamentals of how Matchbox GLSL shaders work in action. We reviewed the action pipeline, as well as covered the basic workflow of applying Matchbox nodes in the action schematic. In this video, we move up another level and start looking at combining and managing multiple Matchbox shaders in a variety of ways. If you would like to follow along, please click the link in the YouTube description to download the media. Alternatively, if you're watching the podcast version of this video, then type the link displayed in your web browser. So go ahead and build this basic composite in action. The background is input 1, and the foreground text is input 2 in the media list. Now let's build a multiple matchbox shader pipeline. Select the foreground image object in the action schematic. In the action bin, switch to the matchbox tab. You can press the first letter of your matchbox shader to quickly locate it in the node bin. So press T to call up the twirl matchbox node. When you add your matchbox shader to the action schematic, a diffuse map will automatically appear for the selected image object. The matchbox shader will affect the diffuse map which is textured onto the image object. Double-click on the Matchbox node for its menus and enable Auto Key. On the first frame of the composite, set the amount to 15. On the last frame of the composite, set the amount to 0. Turn Auto Key off. So you have created a quick deformation animation to the texture with the Matchbox shader. To add another Matchbox shader into the texture, select the Diffuse map in the Action Schematic. Switch back to the Action bin and ensure you are looking at the Matchbox tab. Choose Dots and drag it into the schematic. It will automatically attach itself to the selected Diffuse map. If you had not selected a Texture Map node beforehand, the Matchbox node would just appear in the schematic and you would have to manually make the connections. Double-click on the Matchbox node and set the dot size to 0.5, Color Mix to 0, and Scale the Grid to 10. You could animate all these values if you wanted. But when you scrub the time bar, you should be able to make out the order of the Matchbox shaders. First, the texture is twirled, and then the dots are applied. So initially, the order of the shaders is based on their creation order. However, looking in the action schematic, the black connections show that the matchbox shaders are connected to the texture, but it does not state the order. This is controlled through the Priority Editor. You can swipe down or click the Priority button to the left of the interface. Now the Priority Editor will update based on your selection. So in this case, there is a Matchbox Priority Editor that displays the Matchbox Shader Pipeline for the selected Diffuse Map. As a side note, you can use the Priority Editor pull-down menu to choose the other Priority Editors if required. Looking at the Matchbox Priority Editor, the Shader Pipeline works from bottom to top. So the twirl is applied first, and then the dots. If you wanted the dots to be applied before the twirl, just rearrange the order of the nodes by dragging them up and down the list.
You can also use the Bring to Front and Push to Back buttons if you prefer. So looking back at the result view, the dots are now twirling with the texture, whereas before they did not. Move the nodes up and down to see the difference. At any point, you can select a Matchbox shader in either the Schematic or Priority Editor and press H to mute or unmute the shader. This is the same concept as hiding objects in the 3D scene. Now all this time, you have been looking at the action results that is the combination of everything in the 3D scene. If you want to isolate just the texture, select the Diffuse Map and press the F8 hotkey. This will bring up the Object view for the Diffuse Map. This isolated or solo view lets you see the selected texture with all the Matchbox shaders applied before it's textured onto any 3D objects. Call up the Diffuse Map's Object menu and you will see that each Matchbox is displayed as a tab in the Object menu. You can toggle between the Matchbox tabs and make adjustments. So to reiterate… What you are looking at is the texture that has been processed through the media list as well as any Matchbox shaders. But you can go even deeper into the image processing pipeline. Hover over the Object view and press the F8 hotkey again. The view changes and this time you are seeing the selected Matchbox output. So when you toggle the Matchbox tabs, the viewer will switch to that specific Matchbox output. For example, selecting the Dots tab, you will see the result of the Dots Matchbox shader before the Twirl. But if you click on the Twirl tab, you will see the output of the Twirl Matchbox shader with the Dots. This is because the Dots output comes before the Twirl output in the linear pipeline. If there were more Matchbox shaders after Twirl, you wouldn't see their effects unless you selected their tabs. As an extra tip, the order of the tabs in the Object menu represents the Matchbox shader pipeline. If you reorder the shaders in the Priority Editor, this will also be reflected in the tabs order. The last view on the F8 hotkey cycle is the Matchbox Shader Mat Output. So with all three views, you can monitor the results of the texture map, each Matchbox output and the mat of each Matchbox output. You can go as deep into texture space as you need. Please note that for all these object views, they are derived from the texture map. So to see the Matchbox result output, you select the Texture node and not the Matchbox node before pressing F8. To get back to the Action Result view, just press the F4 hotkey. So you can create a multi-Matchbox shader pipeline for each texture used in Action. And this allows for multiple combinations of image processing effects. Now up to this point, you have only built a Matchbox pipeline applied to a single texture. However, Matchbox was designed to operate in texture space between the media list and the 3D composite. And by that design, Matchbox shaders can actually be shared between textures using the Action Schematic. For example, let's say you wanted to reuse the Dots Matchbox shader on the background. All you need to do is drag a connection from the background image to the Matchbox shader. 
As before, a diffuse map texture will automatically be created and the Matchbox shader is applied. This operation matches the Axis instancing workflow that flame artists are familiar with. This is action functionality that cannot be done with Matchbox nodes in Batch. Now to further the development of the background, you can keep adding Matchbox shaders. For instance, you can select the background diffuse map and switch to the action bin. In the Matchbox tab, add a channel offset to the shader pipeline. In the object menu, adjust the red, green and blue values to your liking. And as before, if you swipe down to the Priority Editor, you can toggle between the pipeline of each texture map and rearrange the Matchbox shader order. In the next video, we'll focus on the common scenario of offsetting the front and mat. This has typically been done with source nodes. However, Matchbox now offers a much better alternative with GPU-enhanced performance. Comments, feedback and suggestions are always welcome and appreciated. Thank you for watching and please subscribe to the Flame Premium Learning Channel for future videos.